0: What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. An effort is underway to develop two vacant properties in downtown St. Joseph. Speaking to city commissioners on Monday, Assistant City Manager Emily Hackworth said she's working with Cornerstone Alliance to create a plan for a privately owned lot across from Shoes on Pleasant Street and an adjacent city-owned parking lot on Lake Boulevard. Hackworth said there's no specific plan in mind right now. And Cornerstone and the private property owner want to work with the city and the community on building a vision. We'd like to see some kind of a mixed-use development, and that's what we know right now. And really what we hope to do is engage in a process to figure out what that might be. Cornerstone's Andrew Hahn said the lots could be turned into mixed-use commercial and residential buildings. Ackworth says they're prime for development. We've got a property that's been vacant for quite some time, and we and the property owner are anxious to seize an opportunity. We also have a number of surface parking lots that have the best view in the city, and it would be great to, again, sort of seize the opportunity of taking that space and developing it into something really special. Ackworth says the city will work with Cornerstone Alliance to create a plan to pitch to developers. Public input will be sought as part of the process. Backworth says her goal is to get help through the state's redevelopment-ready sites program, which could provide funding for drafting the plan. City commissioners indicated their support for the effort to get started. The Lincoln Township Police Department has received a new utility terrain vehicle thanks to community support. At a Tuesday meeting, Department Sergeant Ralph Banson told Township trustees the Lions Club led the effort to collect the funds needed to purchase the UTV after the club this year donated ballistic shields. Chief Gary Soper told us the UTV will enable police to patrol special events and areas that are normally hard to reach. It's going to be a tremendous help with our right around 1,000 acres that we have in the Grandmere State Park and with the over 70 special events that Lincoln Township and the Village have. This will be a huge part of that. And for the safety because it's going to have a medical bag, AED with it, so in case of emergencies. Anson said the UTV could be useful when police are trying to reach someone experiencing cardiac arrest at Grandmere State Park. Right now, it's not so easy to get to emergencies there. The Alliance Club, the Marion Community Foundation, and private donors raised the $16,000 needed for the purchase. Soper said it's going to be a valuable asset to the police department. The Van Buren County Road Commission says one of its projects from this year has picked up an award. It says Michigan Paving and Materials, the Southwest Division, has received an award of excellence from the Asphalt Paving Association of Michigan for its paving work on County Road 352 in Keeler Township. The road commission project included crushing and shaping the existing road, widening, drainage work, asphalt paving, aggregate shoulders, restoration, and pavement markings and signs. Paving projects are submitted statewide for consideration for awards in nine categories, and judges from the Asphalt Pavement Association of Michigan, the Michigan Department of Transportation, and the Federal Highway Administration select the winner. Michigan Paving and Materials and the Van Buren County Road Commission were recognized at an awards banquet that was held on December 7 in Lansing. The Buchanan City Commission has voted to hire a new city manager and move forward with a censure resolution against one of its members. At the regular meeting on Monday, the commission voted to hire former interim city manager Tim Lynch to serve as manager. He served as the manager earlier this year, prior to the installment of former city manager Benjamin Eldridge, who resigned about two weeks ago. Commissioner Patrick Swem said Monday, Lynch was well-liked by the city staff and has agreed to come back. So he could be here more than just to fill in and and make an impact uh, for at least a year. So there isn't a timetable that ends in this contract. We're going to treat it as if he's a city manager going forward. Commissioners voted to complete a contract with Lynch. It could be renewed after a year. Also Monday, they held a special meeting to consider a resolution of censure against Commissioner Dan Vigansky. Mayor Sean Dennison read a list of charges against Vygansky. They included spreading confidential information about complaints involving the former city manager. The mayor specifically instructed each commission member to keep the employee's complaint confidential and that the complaints would be investigated by the city attorney. Mr. Vygansky disregarded the confidentiality directive by producing the complaint to the city manager and releasing a copy or content of the complaint to the public. Other charges allege Vagansky harassed City Hall employees and used racist language at a Buchanan Area Recreation Board meeting, which has resulted in the filing of a complaint with the Michigan Department of Civil Rights. Commissioners approved resolutions indicating his guilt on all charges, and the actual censure vote could happen at their next meeting. The Lakeshore Public Schools Board of Education has voted to spend about half a million dollars from this year's voter-approved bond to improve the parking lot at Lakeshore Middle School. The board was told Monday the plan is intended to eliminate the traffic backups that can occur on John Beers Road when parents are picking up students. They're going to build a new pickup area along Washington Avenue. Superintendent Greg Eating said this should help with the traffic problems. This stages approximately four times the number of cars right now off the roadway onto our property, which I think is a good start anyway. Second, it's a little bit farther than maybe it feels on the map away from the houses on the lower corner there. And there's a berm that will be put in place so that try to diffuse traffic and light lights and things like that. The project will also increase parking in the north lot. Board President Rachel Wade said the project has been designed to use only a small part of the property east of the school that the district purchased earlier this year. That way, the property is still available for development. Additional projects approved Monday will allow for improvements at all three elementary schools. They'll include air conditioning in the gyms, new doors, and ADA-compliant drinking fountains. The City of South Haven is celebrating the completion of their downtown wintertime gathering place project at Dykeman Park. The first fire in the Four Seasons Fireplace was lit on Monday evening, and with a couple of minor adjustments, the project will be ready for full-time service. Griffin Graham, Assistant City Manager for South Haven, said the fireplace and seating area is a link to other community gathering spots. We're just really excited to have another amazing amenity in our community that can be used all year round. Something that really uh, connects the Dykeman Park area, uh, the farmer's market in the summer, the ice skating rink in the winter, uh, to the rest of our beautiful downtown. Graham said the focus on making sure South Haven's common areas are connected was reinforced by public habits that changed during the pandemic. Well I think we saw a lot during the COVID-19 pandemic the importance of outdoor recreation and outdoor gathering places. The city of South Haven uh, for many many years has uh, been investing in parks and trails and this is just another one of those features that we have. The group Shout for South Haven initiated the project. They donated $25,000 and conducted community fundraisers The final cost of the project was $115,000. Graham notes all of that was raised in private donations, plus the help of an MEDC grant. Graham says a formal dedication ceremony is expected in early 2024. The city of St. Joe has received a positive audit report for the most recent fiscal year. At their meeting this week, Plant Moran's Kenley Penner told city commissioners the audit is clean and unmodified. He said the city stayed within its budget for the year, with the general fund seeing about $9.1 million in expenditures and $10.7 million in revenues. It finished the year with a healthy balance of just under $4.9 million. He noted the year included many capital improvement projects. You did invest about $6.5 million into the city. Again, I think important from a, you're not just uh, looking out for today's needs when you invest in capital. That's looking out for the future uh, benefit of the city, so definitely important to note that. Penner noted the city's biggest expense was public works, followed closely by public safety. The city also paid down about $2.5 million in debt. One notable expense was the replacement of lead water service lines, something communities across the state have been having to do in recent years. Penner said something new the city did last year was invest some of its funds, which led into healthy returns. St. Joe Public Schools Superintendent Jenny Fee has received high marks from the Board of Education. The district says the board on Monday conducted Fee's annual performance review, rating her as highly effective, which is the highest rating. The board evaluated Dr. Fee using a tool provided by the Michigan Association of School Boards, which assesses a superintendent in eight areas. They are superintendent performance, board relations, stakeholder relations, employee relations, educational leadership, operations, finance, student growth, and goal achievement. The board found Fee to be a success in all areas, President Barry Conybear said there is a great deal to celebrate academically and operationally across St. Joseph Public Schools, and this evaluation reflects Dr. Fee's outstanding leadership. Fee is completing her third year as superintendent of the St. Joe Public Schools. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.